This is a marketing communication. Please refer to the Key Information Document, or KID, before making any final investment decisions. Investing involves risk. The value of an investment and the income from it may fall as well as rise, and investors might not get back the full amount invested. Past performance does not predict future returns. The mention of any particular security or strategy should not be considered as a recommendation. For further information on the Brunner Trust, please go to www.brunner.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the 12th and latest installment of Connected Investor, the podcast from the Brunner Investment Trust. I'm Joe Lynham, the BBC World Service presenter and News Talk business editor. And in this podcast, we're going to take a look at how the energy and inflation crises will affect you, the markets and, of course, the Brunner Fund. We won't be joined by Matthew Tillett as usual. Matthew has left the fund and we wish him great success in his new venture. Brunner will be appointing his full-time replacement in due course, but the acting portfolio manager of the Brunner Investment Trust is Christian Schneider. And schöne Grüße or herzlichen Willkommen, Christian. Thank you. Thanks for having me and uh, great multilingual uh, introduction. Christian, it's great to have you on board for Connected Investor. You are no stranger to Brunner. You've been with the fund for a year already, and I'm sure many people will look forward to hearing your views about the markets and the big macroeconomic decisions being taken around the world. Now, quite a few governments are going to dip into recession in Europe. Britain is in a recession. Germany does not look in a great place either. Including Germany, yes, you know, including Germany, kind of, we have pretty uh, skyrocketing um, energy prices as well. Indeed, governments trying to do their best actually to support um, support the consumer out there, make sure there are no casualties. Um, clearly, low income uh, brackets, um, uh, demographic wise, uh, hurt by uh, the significant change in energy prices, uh, electricity prices across the board, and there needs to be support. Yet. Um, Kind of, we have to see these kind of measures uh, on a broader scale, and if we do do so, it simply means uh, government debt uh, down the road, and uh, government debt today means more taxes at some point down the road. We're pushing the problem into the future simply, and future generations or we in the future have to pay the bill uh, on uh, increased debt loads. Um, that's how it is, unfortunately, uh, but it's it's about currently. Uh, buffering uh, most of the hardships, which which probably makes sense. Much of that inflation is linked to the awful war in Ukraine, which has pushed up the energy costs for many companies and governments. And it's led to a supply shock caused, of course, by Russia. It's also led to interest rates to start rising rapidly by nearly all central banks as they scramble to catch up with rising prices and tame inflation. Absolutely, it was um, it was catching uh, central banks on on the left foot, if uh, if I say it that way. Actually, last year, on the back of kind of reopening after COVID, uh, there had been some significant bottlenecks in term, terms of supply chains uh, opened up. If China was still restrictive uh, COVID policies um, and uh, less production and distribution in the country, led to further bottlenecks, and and so we had this first wave of inflation. Now, this was made worse when the war started in Ukraine, um, not just the energy prices that have been expect, uh, affected, 
market, but also supply chains around the globe, uh, food prices. Uh, the Ukraine is a large food producer for the world, for example. Many kind of byproducts are produced in Ukraine. Um, surprisingly, so we learned, we all learned, I had to learn uh, that this is the case. So uh, massive inflation push. Uh, while central banks were hoping that uh, this was evening off after COVID, uh, it got another push and um, they had to accelerate their interest rate hikes. Even the European Central Bank um, just very recently increased uh, interest rates by uh, an unheard of 75 basis point step in its history in, in, in the fight on inflation. And, and clearly this is to continue until um, kind of other, other measures um, become on the radar, are coming on the radar screen of the uh, central banks. Taking the Federal Reserve in the US as an example, it has a dual goal of inflation and employment. Currently employment is super strong. Inflation is, is, is super high. And so they have to tackle inflation. And I would suspect this is going on until um, uh, unemployment uh, starts to rise and uh, the Fed needs to balance the dual goal uh, structure it has and uh, then considers maybe slowing interest rates. And the same is probably true for most central banks around the world. How is this affecting the portfolio or investment thesis, particularly given the focus on growth? Yes, excellent question. Um, it has had kind of a dual effect. One is a very technical one, uh, and it impacted the broader market simply. Um, with rising int interest rates um, and a rising risk premium on the back of the war in Ukraine, the discount rate kind of for future cash flows, if you kind of value uh, any asset, you discount future cash flows, this discount rate was, was going up simply uh, in Q1 and Q2. Uh, one on inflation, secondly, on the risk premium going up. Now, that simply means that future cash flows are worth less today and kind of asset prices are falling. And that's what we've seen. Uh, equity markets came, came off significantly. The second effect is, of course, um, these, um, these, these points have on uh, the inner workings of single companies and how it affects their, their balance sheet and P&L and cash flow statement. And it had clearly kind of different effects. Uh, energy companies, some utilities, um, had super strong gains um, in this period, as they are dependent on the on the energy price and rising rising prices um, led to some significant extra profits. For most other companies, though, it was an increase in input costs, and um, it kind of depend was was dependent then on how much a company was was able to raise prices and roll prices through uh, to its customers in order to protect uh, the P&L and balance sheet. Now, we at Brunner uh, kind of have a very firm view on, on quality investments, quality growth investments. We have a dual goal of paying an ever-rising uh, income stream um, to our shareholders, but also generate um, over time uh, a, a capital growth for, for our, our clients. And as such, um, high profitable companies with a bit of growth, this is what we were looking at. And this kind of quality angle gave us, gave us some support, um, given that our companies are typically able to roll through prices, given that they have pricing power, they operate in good industries with not too much competition. And, and so uh, the Brunner Trust wasn't as terrible as affected as, as many super growth um, strategies have been uh, in this, this period of time or very cyclical companies have been that are strapped for cash 
kind of even in normal times, uh, those get into tr trouble if interest rates rise and they can't uh, roll through prices. So I think we have been doing reasonably well in this period. Now, as you said, the Brunner Investment Fund has prided itself in never cancelling its dividend. And indeed, it's marked a 50-year landmark birthday. Indeed, indeed. Uh, well pointed out, a 50-year landmark. Um, and I must say, as uh, as the acting portfolio manager, I will, of course, do my very best to not drop the ball on this kind of track record. So um, it's, a, it's a pride, of course. Christian, quite a few countries are staring down the barrel of a recession. Now, the technical definition of that is two negative quarters back to back. Yes, indeed. I mean, it's a, a kind of unholy combination of, of, of factors we're seeing currently plaguing the economy. Uh, very fast rising um, inflation and interest rates kind of making it more difficult for consumers and businesses to, to pay down their debt or uh, kind of invest into the business, buy a house, buy an apartment, kind of these kind of consumption things getting more expensive these, these days. And the inflation is curtailing the kind of um, the income kind of people, the money people can spend uh, from the income. So that's not good for aggregate demand in the economy. Uh, if we look back in time, actually, uh, in periods when we have seen inflation rising as fast as we see it today and energy prices skyrocketing as, as much, in almost any case, there was uh, a recession following. Uh, to that. So I think equity markets are already getting their brain around it. And you partly see it priced into the bond markets as well. If we have a casual look there, if you look at the at the rate curve in the US, you see that the two-year interest rate is above the 10-year interest rate. Christian, is that the famous inverted yield curve? It just started to invert. That's correct. It starts to started to invert. It's not massively inverted, um, uh, but uh, in most cases, it's also a signal for a recession. And it simply says that down the road, kind of the measures fighting inflation will lead to a slowing economy, and in turn, at some point, the central bank again lowering rates, whenever that might be. So this is what the bond market is telling us here today. Uh, and um, it has been a good predictor in the past. Well, on that note, let's thank everybody and bring to a close this edition of Connected Investor. Thank you very much, Christian Schneider, the Acting Portfolio Manager for the Brunner Investment Trust. Thank you for listening. Make sure you're subscribed to the Connected Investor wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't have to go hunting for it next time. Thank you all. We value your views. And if you wish to contribute, please go to the website and drop us a line, www.brunner.co.uk. From Christian and from me, Joe Lynham, ta-ta for now. <laughs>